Becoming Wise is supported by the Fetzer Institute. I've had hundreds of big conversations, and my conversation partners share wisdom I carry with me wherever I go. Kwame Anthony Appiah is best known now as a New York Times ethicist columnist. He's long been a renowned philosopher who studied how deep social change happens across time and cultures. There's something hopeful to me in imagining, in an age of cultural standoff, that the kind of quiet, sustained culture shift he describes in our relationships close to life can simultaneously be happening. This is Becoming Wise. I'm Krista Tippett. You're using the word conversation as something larger than words that pass between two people. I mean, define conversation, first of all. Well, those sort of, you know, you're sitting down with a friend in a bar and you're chatting and it's about the Super Bowl or, you know, you're not talking to your friend about the Super Bowl because it makes any difference to what happens. The Super Bowl is over. You're not changing anything. Um, Nor is, you know, I came into this studio with a Steelers cap on, as it happens, (laughs) um, which I confess before the nation. But... um, I'm not expecting them at the end of the conversation to say, you're right, you know, the Steelers are definitely the team I should follow. They're definitely the better team. The the object of the exercise is to discuss it, talk about it, not to come to some kind of agreement, not to change each other, just to to be together, enjoy Mm -hmm. one another's company. And if you have that background of relationship between individuals and communities that is, in that sense, conversational, then when you have to talk about the things that do divide you, you have a, a better platform. Uh, you, you can begin with the assumption that you like and respect each other, even though you don't agree about everything. And you can maybe build on that. And you can know that at the end of the conversation, it's quite likely that you'll both think something pretty close to what you both thought at the start. But people who've been heard uh, and whose position is understood, this is one of the great virtues of democracy when it's working, tend to be more willing to accept an outcome that they wouldn't have chosen because they feel they've had voice, they've participated in the process. Right. And you, I mean, you use, you've used language like conversation in its older meanings about habits of coexistence, association, living together, right? Yes. And I think that, you know, if you think about the background of endless conversation with your friends, that is the sort of texture of your relationship with them, it's against that background that you can have friends you know, no no group of friends agrees about everything. I have friends who are Catholics, and I have friends who are um, atheists who do seders once a year, and I have right. friends who are Methodists, uh, and I have friends who are Unitarians of the sort that are really not very believing, and so on. And those are serious differences. And if we only came together to talk about theology, we wouldn't have much of a relationship. Mm-hmm. If we only came together to try and settle the things we disagree about, we, we wouldn't be getting along. It's the background of sort of endless shared conversation, which you agree about this, you disagree about that. Some of the things you disagree about are important. Some of the things you agree about are important. Uh, and then when you come to a moment of serious disagreement, you can handle the fact, and you can, as it were, accept the outcome, even if it's not the one you chose. 
uh, you would have chosen if it had been up to you. So now that that's a picture of a kind of successful interpersonal relationship. How you turn that into a social practice, uh, especially that's I'm not saying that's easy. But one of one of the things I think that is required is a willingness to feel that it would be good to be in dialogue with fellow citizens of all sorts. And um, I think that if I were in more regular conversation with, uh, I'm relatively liberal, so with uh, more conservative people, then I think I would be better placed to understand what I should say to my congressman, hmm. who's a Democrat, about you know when he should and when he shouldn't as it were, fight the other side when he should work together and when he should just continue to hold his own. So we need to practice it ourselves, but I think also we need to kind of model it. Kwame Anthony Appiah's books include The Honor Code, How Moral Revolutions Happen, and most recently, The Lies That Bind, Rethinking Identity. Becoming Wise is produced at On Being Studios, which is located on Dakota land. Our team is Marie Sambilay, Lily Percy, and Chris Hegel, and our theme music is provided and composed by Zoe Keating. This podcast is produced by On Being Studios in Minneapolis, Minnesota.